When you go into a relationship and you don't know that in five years someone's parent will die or that you'll have fertility problems or that someone will get sick or on the other side that someone's career will really take off and all the changes to the dynamic that that brings. None of us will have the same relationship after five, 10 years that we did at the beginning. And that's normal, that's right. None of us are the same and nor should we be. We should be continually growing. So we choose this person to do life with, but we have to account for the fact that we will change, that they will change and life will change. And how along the way can we continue to support and love and honor each other and help each other grow so that this person we've chosen to do life with really is there doing life with us and making it easier and richer and more pleasurable. They shouldn't be making it harder. Welcome back to Reconditioned with me, Lauren Vaknin, your one-stop shop for all things wellness and growth. And if you're new here, welcome, welcome. This is a podcast that combines all topics related to wellness and inner growth in one place because it's been my experience in healing from severe disability that if you want to heal one part of yourself, you have to heal the whole self. So we cover everything from nutrition to hormones to spirituality to manifestation to purpose, health optimization, literally everything in between that you can possibly imagine that relates to wellness and inner growth, which really is everything. I love doing this podcast. I love the comments I get from you guys about it. It's just everything I love in one place. And if you're a seasoned listener, welcome back. And thank you. Thank you for continuing to show up for your growth. Okay, so let's get into how to heal and enhance your relationship with love languages. Fun fact, humans take in more information in one day now than they did in their entire lives in the 1700s. No wonder we're overwhelmed. Our brains and bodies simply haven't evolved to manage this level of stress. And until that evolution happens, If we want to be well in mind and body, we need things that help alleviate this stress. For me, one of the key tools in my daily wellness toolkit that does this is the Sensate. And if you've been here a while, you'll know how genuinely obsessed I am with this product. It is a piece of health tech that fits in the palm of your hand, and it basically sends infrasonic waves through the chest to activate the vagus nerve and calm the autonomic nervous system while you listen to the specially composed audio within the app. I usually use the Sensate for 10 to 20 minutes before I sleep to reduce cortisol levels, calm my brainwave states from the hectic day and send me into a deep sleep. Clients of friends of mine who have a Sensate have told me that their sleep has never been so good. People who usually struggle with sleep just wake up in the same position they went to sleep in. Everyone needs a Sensate in my opinion, And I particularly recommend it to anyone who suffers from overwhelm or anxiety and anyone who wants to deepen their meditation practice. And you can get £30 off the Sensate by visiting getsensate.com and using code Lauren30. That's G-E-T-S-E-N-S-A-T-E dot com Lauren30. Thank you so much to Sensate for supporting our mission here at Reconditioned. (music) 
So back in May, my husband and I hosted a couple's healing workshop and it really was one of the most beautiful events I've hosted. 10 couples came along to work on their healing and for all different reasons as well. So we had couples that were in a really great place in their relationship, but were there to kind of get more tools to enhance their relationship and take it to the next level. Some were in what I call the stagnant phase where they're quote unquote fine, but they're just living in that place of stagnation. You know, it's not exciting, there's no passion, maybe there's some love, but there's no passion and it's more like friends who bicker. It's more about the logistics and the kids and the house and, you know, and yeah, just more about the logistics than anything else. And then there were the couples who were really struggling. And I won't take you through everything we did because it was a whole day's work. And I will be turning it into a course at some point because it was so powerful um, and everyone needs that. But we started by working on inner child and shadow because I explained to all of them who were complaining about the other one that there is no healing the relationship until we first heal our own individual wounds. And sometimes it's hard to express this emphatically enough we so often complain about our partners without actually taking a good, hard, deep look at ourselves and how our own conditioning informs how we show up in relationships. Now, uh, go back and listen to my episodes on inner child and shadow if you want to understand this part more. Um, And we also went deep into understanding the divine feminine and divine masculine energies, which I'm going to go into a little bit here. So we understand that the whole universe operates on a balance of masculine and feminine energies, right? We need that balance, that duality for things to operate as they should. So just to kind of go through it, so to give you a better understanding, the masculine energies are things like doing, pragmatism, logic, active, external focus, right? Individualistic, competitive, urgent, controlled, objective, forceful, and By the way, all these things are needed, but they have to be balanced by the feminine, which is the being, the intuition, the nurture, the the community-focused, internal focus, emotional, creative, and flow. And that's what the yin-yang is. But in this world, we've taken the masculine energy so far that the world operates on a dominance of the shadow masculine. Now, when these things are balanced, I can, for example, run a business using the masculine energy of logic and data and organization. But I know if I want my business to work properly, I also have to balance that with flow and intuition and rest periods and community and creation. Now, without that, not only are we emotionally unintelligent, which never works, but we exist in the shadow masculine. Now, for anyone who's not sure, the shadow means we're too far over onto that side. So shadow masculine would show up as aggressive, closed-minded, always in doing mode, never using intuition or connecting with emotions. You know, there's people who are kind of all about the logic and no emotion. And too far into our feminine, we're vulnerable to abuse, to being people pleasers, to being lazy and unfocused. So you can see that we do need both. Now, in relationships, it's often the case that one or other of the partners is operating from one of the energies too much. And though generally on the whole, it is the woman being too far into her feminine or the man being too far into his masculine, quite often, and I've seen this with couples a lot, it's the opposite as well. So 
especially women who run businesses who haven't learned how to cultivate this feminine balance in themselves, they often operate from this place of masculinity in order to get everything done, you know, and to feel a value that they're doing, doing, doing. And in this situation, often then the man will end up too far in his feminine simply because he doesn't have the bandwidth to fight with her over these things. So in relationship, what we want is to each, and there's that word again, each, we each need to be doing the individual work. We each need to balance out our own energies first. So have a think about if you're too far over to one side or the other and how you could start balancing that out for yourself. And I've got a whole module on this on the Recondition Your Your Life Academy, which you can get on the waiting list for on my website. And if you want to take this further from a business perspective, my Female Entrepreneur Academy is available to enroll now also on the website. So the masculine cultivates its ability to make change, to listen to the feminine. That is the highest expression of the divine masculine. You become generative. The masculine gives, right? Like the sun gives and the feminine receives. So the aspects of the feminine we want to embody are intuition, understanding your dreams, feeling your experience, feeling your grief, honoring your emotions, understanding your ego, and also surrender. The masculine is about the doing, the feminine is about the being, and we both have to embody both. So wherever you are on the spectrum, just remember that it is okay to just be, and also you are very capable of doing but we have to find that balance to just be sometimes. So have a think about what things you could do together as a couple to encourage the slowing down, the being. So as an example, my husband now reads more at night in bed next to me with our red light on in order to just be together. We're not trying to do anything to feel a value or to get anything done. We're just being. So through all this digging and shadow work and balancing that we do for our relationships, Aside from healing ourselves, which is for us and for no one else first and foremost, what we're trying to actually get to is honoring each other. If you can remember what it is you love about your partner and you can learn that honoring them is part of your job as their partner, your relationship will take on another dimension. And in the workshop, we did this beautiful practice where I asked the men to bow at the women's feet and it made a few couples very uncomfortable. But other than one, all the men, even the ones who came in with so many gripes about their partners, after hearing about how the women have felt oppressed and been dishonored for so many thousands of years and how that is living in their DNA and and changing their behaviors based on not expecting that reverence, these men got down. They did it. They bowed at the women's feet and they didn't get up until it was time to get up. When I could see that they'd really settled into the experience of it, the true expression of reverence. And half the women in the room cried because when had she ever felt that she deserved that level of reverence and love? But we all deserve that. And by the way, the men do too. So then the women turned to face them and put their hands on their men's hearts and looked in their eyes to show them that they could see them. They could truly see them, their inner child, all of them, and that they would honor their heart and love them. It's all a process, but it requires a shift in consciousness and beliefs and a shift in identity like any change does. 
And I guess the main thing here, like I say all the time, is you can have all the couples therapy in the world, but until each party is willing to develop their own practice and work on their own self-growth, I promise you, nothing will change. When we're focused on our own growth, our own healing, and we can therefore see our own shadow and where we're behaving out of shadow, and as a result of conditioning and trauma, which is where how we operate from feminine or masculine come from, that's when we change our behaviors. That's when it should start shifting. We feel comfortable enough to bow at their feet or to honor them in other ways. We begin to want to make them happy. So we operate in their love language, not our own. If you've been here a while, you'll know that I believe that we should get whatever we can in the way of nutrition through food. And where we can't get it through food, that's where we supplement. Now, in order to get myself from disabled to completely able-bodied, I had to be really specific and well-researched when it came to supplements, which is why I've been using Amrita Nutrition for the past decade, more than decade actually, to buy pretty much 95% of the supplements I take and recommend. Now, Amrita stock the highest quality brands using the highest quality non-synthetic ingredients. Most of these brands couldn't even be bought in the UK when I started taking them years ago, so Amrita have made it super easy and accessible. And the other great thing about Amrita is they offer personal support, so if you're not sure of which supplement to order, you can call them and they'll advise you. Now, they're usually a practitioner-only stockist, but you can buy supplements from Amrita now using practitioner invite code Lauren which will get you 10% off all supplements. And once you set up an account, that 10% will be applied to every order. I've gone ahead and created a collection of all my favorite supplements with Amrita to help you out with it, which you can find in the show notes or on my website by typing in Amrita. Otherwise, just visit amritanutrition.co.uk and use code Lauren for 10% off. Thank you so much to Amrita for continuing to support our mission here at Reconditioned. So let's talk about love languages. So love languages are about how our partner personally responds to things, not us. So as an example, Daniel used to book these extravagant holidays because he thought I'd like that. He thought he was doing it for me, but actually it was his love language. It was something that his shadow told him he needed to feel worthy and successful. So he knew that I'd always wanted to go to Sicily, so he surprised me with a driving trip around Sicily, which sounds amazing, I know, but here is the clincher. I had a six-month-old and a four-year-old, and I didn't want to travel around the world exhausted with two young children breastfeeding, stopping to breastfeed and breastfeeding through the night and the rest of it. You know, it was hard. And That's not to say I wasn't grateful, but that's exactly the thing when you're not operating from your partner's love language. You do this thing for them that's your love language that you think they should want because it's lovely, and then you want them to be grateful for it, but that's not fair. And my love language was very different to what Daniel was doing at the time. Now we've done all this work. Now he speaks to me in my love language without getting annoyed that I'm not responding to his, right? So now he'll do things like book our parents to have the kids for a weekend so we can have a rest or take me out to a nice organic dinner somewhere or spending time with me doing things I love. And in response, I of course want to make him happy. And it's this very subtle thing, right? So for example, 
I never used to put his clothes back from being inside out after I washed them, right? He'd put them like that. So why should I inside out them if he can't be bothered to do it? But now, because it's generative, right? Now, almost on a subconscious level, as I'm doing the laundry, I think, oh, my lovely husband, I'll put his socks the right way. So it's going to be easier for him. So many of these little idiosyncratic events that make life easier for us both, right? Make life more enjoyable. So the relationship improves if life's more enjoyable and then it becomes generative. It's a domino effect. Each one, of course, has to recognize that the other is doing these little things. Of course, he's not going to recognize every time I uninside out his socks, but it's just about gratitude and communication consciousness. Okay, so let's go through the love languages. So the love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So have a little think about which one you need for you and which one your partner needs and maybe ask them. So for example, I mentioned what it was that I needed that Daniel now honors in me, which is acts of service and quality time. For Daniel, it's very different. For Daniel, it's physical touch. He needs me to touch his back as I pass him in the kitchen or to hold his hand in the car. That makes him feel loved. Now, I don't need that. I don't need him to hold my hand or to touch me a lot. It's not my love language. It's not what makes me feel loved. But the point is that I do it now for him because that's what he needs to feel loved and honored. And it's the idea that we need different things to feel loved. If I offer him my love language to show him I love him, he won't feel it as much because it doesn't resonate based on his authentic self. But if I do what he needs, he feels loved, honored and seen. And so that becomes generative. And then it's hugely healing for all our childhood traumas and our conditioning. And it really is an incredible tool for enhancing our relationships. Now, of course, goes without saying, all well, this doesn't mean that in a conscious relationship we don't fight but in sacred union conscious union we understand that our triggers are just that they're our triggers and there's a balance of course sometimes the person is just wrong and it isn't always about our shadow but if I do something that triggers Daniel now having done all this work he will first think about why it's triggering him and then we hash it out and so many of us do this thing, who does this thing, where you're in a fight and you become freaking Harvey Specter from Suits. You become the world's greatest lawyer. On April the 26th at 5.59, you said this. The tone in which you said this implies. And do you remember the time 17 years ago when you did this to me? Don't do that. Don't be the lawyer. That is not honoring each other. And I am still working on not doing that. I have very good memory. So I'm able to bring up all these things from 17 years ago. <laughs> Don't do it. Learn to listen and learn that what you are saying, this is the clincher, sounds different in their head based on their own worldview, which is based on their upbringing. When you're in an argument, take five breaths before you answer, reminding you to think about it in the way they would. You know them well enough to be with them, so you should be able to decipher how they would be seeing this situation unfolding as opposed to how you see it. Because how it is coming out in your brain, how you are seeing it is completely different to how it's playing out in their brain. At the end of the day, relationships are weird. It's like you pick this person to do life with, and that's really cool because life isn't easy. So we get to share the load of life with someone, right? 
but also then we have to do life with them. And that in itself gets hard. And especially when we come up against things we haven't accounted for, which is always for everyone, forever. And you get into a relationship and you don't know that in five years, someone's parent will die or that you'll have fertility problems or that someone will get sick or on the other side, that someone's career will really take off and all the changes to the dynamic that that brings. None of us will have the same relationship after five, 10 years that we did at the beginning. And that's normal. That's right. None of us are the same and nor should we be. We should be continually growing. So we choose this person to do life with, but we have to account for the fact that we will change, that they will change and life will change. And how along the way can we continue to support and love and honor each other and help each other grow so that this person we've chosen to do life with really is there doing life with us and making it easier and richer and more pleasurable. They shouldn't be making it harder. So there you have it, how to enhance your relationship with love languages. I would like you to spend some time maybe with your journal, with your partner or on your own, having a think about all the things we've discussed here. Like, you know, where are you operating from shadow? What shadow things, shadow aspects from your life and your upbringing are you bringing to your relationship? Where are you operating too far over to the masculine or the feminine? And how can you make a choice? Because this really is the key here to understand that how you see something in your brain is completely different to how they see it. So you will be in the same room experiencing the same situation, having completely divergent views on it. And when you understand that, you can heal your relationship because when you can respond to them in the argument or the disagreement based on how their brain sees it, not yours, because it will be completely different, your brain works completely different to theirs, that will heal your relationship. All these things together will help you heal the relationship. And I think the key is really understanding no amount of couples therapy can help your relationship if each of you in the relationship isn't willing to do the individual work. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a five-star rating and review because it really helps more people to get to know the podcast. And thank you for being here and continuing to show up for your growth. As usual, I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reconditioned. I am honestly so grateful to each and every person that tunes in. Thank you also for taking responsibility for your own well-being. You should know that just by choosing to listen to podcasts like this that further your well-being, you're moving more deeply into abundance consciousness. Now, don't forget, I have a bunch of free resources over at laurenvacneen.co.uk, as well as every recommendation you could ever need in regards to your well-being on the LV Recommends page, all categorized for your ease. Thank you also to our sponsors. These episodes would not be possible without them, so make sure to check them out and get some pretty awesome discounts on the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get updated each time a new one is released. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you.